Pick up 40 Chicken McNuggets and tangy Cajun sauce at Macca's drive-thru today. Welcome to the Macca's Run. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Macca's Run. Wonderful to have your company. It's uh, Brett Phillips uh, in the chair on this uh, Monday night. Uh, certainly not in Melbourne, but uh, all the way in California for a big edition of the first serve after uh, 8 o'clock uh, from uh, Indian Wells, where I'll be for the next uh, three weeks. So we'll talk a bit of tennis as we do every Monday night after uh, 8 o'clock. Sporting Capital up after 10 o'clock uh, tonight. But as we always do at this time on a Monday night, we recap the day's uh, sporting news. Happy to hear from you on the Harcourts open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six for all things real estate. Speak to Harcourts, uh, your move at your Harcourts. If you want to send through a temper text, 0433981116. Consumer choice winner, temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases conforms to the exact shape of your body. But another... Big day in sport as covered right across all the programs here on the SEN. Always plenty of news uh, floating around on a Monday night as well and uh, anything that does break will certainly uh, bring it to you. Uh, a bigger two-hour edition of the first serve after uh, 8 o'clock. So we will uh, dive deep into Indian Wells. Of course, the big news uh, in sport today around tennis. Novak Djokovic, of course, uh, withdrawing from uh, this tournament. So no great surprise. They haven't lifted the full uh, COVID restrictions at the moment, which means he won't be able to play uh, the uh, the swing, the sunshine swing, as it's affectionately referred, uh, but hopefully the US Open uh, later in the year. But we'll touch on that after uh, 8 o'clock. Uh, the news around Liverpool uh, today, I caught a glimpse of this uh, beating Manchester United 7-0 in the Premier League. Uh, record uh, loss for... Uh, the Red Devils, uh, quite extraordinary. The biggest loss for Manchester United across all competitions and their first uh, seven-goal defeat uh, since 1931. United coach Eric Tenvaga said it was an unprofessional performance. Uh, six of the seven goals actually came in the second half, which was uh, quite extraordinary. Uh, earlier today, I was listening into the run home. Andy and Gazy did compare that loss to a Carlton Collingwood match with their top four ramifications uh, being decided by 140 points. Uh, I, I was just thinking, and I want to put it to you out there, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. some other big sporting equivalents of a margin uh, this big. I mean, we can probably think of, you know, a few in footy uh, across the journey, uh, but that is quite extraordinary, certainly in the Premier League, uh, of, you know, two clubs that have been uh, right up at the pointy end for some time. But uh, Liverpool, 7-0 uh, over Manchester United. Quite an extraordinary scoreline today. So if there's anything that jumps off the page there in terms of other uh, sporting equivalents of a margin uh, quite astronomical, let us know. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Plenty of footy news, of course, bubbling around today. Collingwood midfielder uh, Patrick Lipinski is uh, facing months on the sidelines after undergoing shoulder surgery. Uh, confirmed today, Sam Edmund uh, reporting that Lipinski went under the knife and isn't expected to return until the second half of the Pies' uh, home and away campaign. So was said to have enjoyed... An excellent pre-season despite the off-season operation, but immediately uh, reached for his left shoulder after attempting to tackle Hawthorne's uh, Sam Butler in the last quarter of uh, Thursday's practice match in Launceston. Uh, what does that mean, Pies fans, in terms of the midfield mix as Collingwood try and 
uh, replicate their fine deeds of making a prelim uh, last year. I mean, surely you couldn't have two years in a row where you win so many close games. But uh, that's uh, a fascinating, um, I suppose, selection, uh, conundrum certainly for, uh, for Collingwood. Uh, the midfield mix, I mean, certainly they've recruited uh, enough depth uh, to, uh, if one player goes down, it's certainly... And every every club, or certainly the better clubs, are in a, a position of more depth where one player's not going to totally hurt you. But certainly Lipinski had made a really good impression uh, coming across uh, from the Dogs. A uh, bit of cricket news around. Pat Cummins has chosen to remain in Australia and miss the fourth test against India. Quite extraordinary. And we'll hear a little bit of um, uh, the, the feedback today around Australia's uh, magnificent win against India after being down and out after those first uh, two test matches. But Cummins, of course, uh, missed uh, the third test, uh, electing to fly home to be with his mum, Maria, who is in uh, palliative care. And as we know, family absolutely comes first, even if you're the Australian cricket captain. And confirming Cricket Australia today that the fast bowler won't return for the final test, with Steve Smith once again to lead the side. He captained Australia in indoor to a nine-wicket win on the weekend, was praised for his leadership in the aftermath. And, of course, the Aussies have also copped a blow to their one-day squad to play India later in March. Uh, Jai Richardson has been ruled out with a hamstring injury and will be replaced by Nathan Ellis for the uh, three-game series. We might have a little listen in to uh, Jared Whateley and Crash Craddock on Australia's uh, win in the third test, uh, speaking earlier today on SEN. Australia was brilliant in indoor crash, and I think when it's all against you, so coming off bitter disappointments, the conditions contrived to further inflict pain and misery, that's when you learn the worth of a team. That's when you you realise its character. There was nothing settled about the Australian setup after Delhi. Players in and players out. But something happened within that group which tells you about the leadership, the stoicism and the true character of it. And they outplayed India from the very first ball of that test match. They did. And, Jared, one of our greatest ever victories. I mean, let's go back to after the first over. Australia had lost the toss. They were bowling. They'd won the previous eight tosses. They lost that one. They were bowling. Pat Cummins wasn't there. And in the first over, they had two reviews against Rohit Sharma, which would have dismissed him and didn't take him. It was misery. Honestly, I felt at that point they were 20 to 1 chances to win the test, and they won it. So that was uh, Jared and uh, Crash on Australia's winning the third test. Always great listening to Crash Craddock on with uh, Jared Waitley uh, throughout the year. They also discussed uh, Steve Smith's uh, captaincy back in the hot seat and, well, he led beautifully. Debating. Robert Craddock, what did you what did you make of Australia's vice-captain as he filled in an indoor to, to ground reviews? Yeah, it, well, it was these in-out fields they set where they try and attack and defend at the same time. And I know they put a lot of time thinking of it, but every time India appears to feel, there seemed to be someone there. And I reckon that's a, a, an absolute art form, but his body language was good. He didn't dwell over setbacks. I have to say, Jared, I think vice-captaincy is his place. Just coming in for the occasional captain uh, test appearance when Cummins is out, it just works really well. It's so obvious now to say, oh, I should be full-time captain, but I, I agree with him. I, I think that's the best fit. 
Yeah, stepped into the uh, shoes uh, beautifully, Steve Smith. And uh, as we mentioned, uh, confirmation that Pat Cummins won't be back for the fourth test. So Steve Smith once again to uh, lead Australia. You can send your temper text through 0433981116. I thought I might get a couple of uh, Fitzroy ones around uh, Liverpool beating Manchester United 7-0. Uh, of course, um, one here. Don't forget the Roy boys beating the Demons by 190 points. Uh, Brett, Wayne... From beautiful Mermaid Beach, 1979, Wayne, I'm pretty sure that was, out at uh, Waverley Park, and it was a good day. I was a pretty young man uh, following Fitzroy. I don't have great recollections of uh, that day. My real memories, as I uh, read out this text from uh, Deary at uh, Ocean Grove, uh, BP, you might remember, 1983, I think Fitzroy played North Melbourne, maybe a top two battle at the Junction Oval. The Lions won by 150 points or thereabouts. Now, I've got a feeling Bernie Quinlan might have been on a bit of a tear that day. He was just kicking drop punts from about uh, 70, 75 out. So they're my earliest recollections of supporting Fitzroy on a couple of uh, cans trying to um, uh, stand up. I wasn't on the cans, but I was standing on the cans uh, to try and actually see over a few people as a <laughs> nine, uh, ten-year-old, and they were great days, and they were kicking some cricket scores uh, back then. I'm glad you mentioned the positives, not maybe a couple of negatives uh, around uh, the Roys. So we've heard from uh, Crash Craddock and also uh, Jared Waitley, plenty of cricket news around. And the other bit of footy news, of course, Trent Cotchin and Jordan Ngoi both being cleared to play in round one despite being sanctioned by the AFL's uh, match review officer. Cotchin has been fined $1,500 for misconduct after a, scuss a scuffle with uh, Melbourne's James Harms on Saturday. Ngoi, which has certainly made... Uh, the headlines and uh, plenty of commentary around this over the weekend has been fined $3,000 for his dangerous tackle on Hawthorne's uh, Lloyd Meek in Launceston on Thursday, which was classified as rough conduct, uh, careless and also low impact. You might want to weigh in on that one. 300 736 736 or on the temper text 0433 98 11 16. As we edge closer to the AFL, AFL season, it's always great to listen to the the wise voice of uh, Nathan Buckley uh, joining Kane Corns every uh, Monday on breakfast on uh, SEM. He ran through a few teams today, Bucks. A lot of uh, scrutiny certainly around Port Adelaide this year with uh, Ken Hinckley and the final year of a contract and where's that going to land, uh, Ken? Many thinking that the end of the road possibly might come this year. Port Adelaide bullish, they can certainly be better. Uh, I don't know if everyone totally shares that view, but Nathan Buckley commented on Port Adelaide and their chances on breakfast this morning. I think they could win as few as 10 and as many as 16. I have them as big swingers, which was very similar to last year. Um, yeah, and they won't, they end up winning 10 games after over a terrible start. So I just, I think they've got, I think they've got great talent. They're just looking for synergy, looking for that, um, yeah, rising tide lifts all boats type type thing that where where the players actually come together and make each other better. Mm. I don't think we're seeing that um, in the last eighteen months, like definitely last year. Where did Port Adelaide sit for you? One three hundred seven three six seven three six. If we think through the Ken Hinckley era, I mean they've made a number of prelims, of course. They've had a couple of down seasons. They have been able to uh, regroup and and get. Uh, and put a, a sort of a bad year, if you like. Uh, Port Adelaide have never totally uh, bottomed out under Ken, but 
when they've gone back to being that sort of middle-of-the-road team, they've been able to bounce back and, and become a, a, a legitimate finals team again, a top-four team. Where have you got them sitting, uh, Port Adelaide, as they continue to uh, get a heap of games into their, their young talent, and obviously uh, with Rosie and uh, Butters really coming on in the last year or two. I mean, a lot's going to be on their shoulders, but they're ready. They're ready to lead this uh, Port Adelaide uh, midfield, there's no doubt. Uh, West Coast, fascinating. Uh, the Eagles this year already got some early season injuries. It was a nightmare year in 2022. Kane Corns on West Coast chances in 2023. The woeful Eagles, they were they were awful at West Coast. Hard to watch. The chip chip, that rubbish ball movement's back. Adam Simpson said on Thursday, we underperformed at home. We want to get the fans back and give them something to cheer about. That's a priority for us. Well, no Eagles fan is going to turn up to watch that rubbish. 116 marks for 51 points, 351 disposals, and they went inside 55 times in the first quarter. So uh, he's got some issues. Gaff and Kelly, two big, highly paid players, six and seven kicks, respectively. So issues everywhere at the Eagles. Yeah, tough uh, early going for West Coast in terms of some personnel heading in towards uh, round one. And yeah, we probably need a few rounds, don't we, to really see how they're going to uh, shape up. Quite a few texts uh, coming through just on the, the back of our first story of the Maccas run tonight around uh, Liverpool beating Manchester United uh, 7-0. And, you know, comparisons, sporting equivalents of a margin uh, that big. Adelaide Crows thumping the Hawks in their first ever game in the AFL. Yeah, at uh, Footy Park, it was, about, uh, it was about 86 points, I think it was. Uh, just like the Dolphins winning, that was extraordinary over the weekend. 28 to 18 against the Roosters. He is, uh, he's got the Midas touch. Uh, Wayne Bennett into his 70s, a year out of the game, and uh, coming back to lead the new uh, Dolphins. Of course, um, up there in uh, Brisbane, there's some competition across town from the club that he guided to so much success in the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, Checks and Kilda versus Geelong, 1897. It's been downhill for my Saints since then. We kicked one point. Thank you, Justin. Uh, Brett, uh, Fitzroy Football Club, talk music to my ears. Thanks, Cam. I know, Cam. I could talk about it all night and reflect on uh, Fitzroy, but it's uh, it's not probably what everyone wants to hear. I was at the junction over that day, 150 points. North are on top of the ladder, round 13. Thank you, Paul, for uh, sharing that. They were good days, the early 80s for uh, Fitzroy, no doubt about that. Uh, Essendon, a lot of fascination around the Bombers this year. As we head to the break, let's have a listen to Kane and Bucks on the Bombers' chances on breakfast this morning. I've heard that same audio from that same player multiple times. Less talk, more action from Essendon, please. Yeah, All it's right. um, it's and, and I think... It's difficult as a leader to stand up consistently in front of that performance in 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 the background, and once again, it is only it is only early. The, the, we'll know a little bit more about we the heard dollars it last year, four, though. four to six. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But we've got a new coach, and we've got a new a new you know, style and a potentially a new uh, concept to put together. It's gonna it's gonna take us four to six weeks to know what the dons are gonna do in in 23, um, but we know that this isn't a three-month fix. This is a three-year fix. Pick up 40 Chicken McNuggets and Tangy Cajun Sauce at Macca's drive through today. Welcome to the Macca's Run. Welcome back to the Macca's Run. 
Brett Phillips in the chair on this uh, Monday night, coming to you from the Californian desert from uh, Indian Wells, a big edition of the first serve uh, coming up after eight. You can join us on the Harcourts open line, one 736 736 for all things real estate. Speak to Harcourts, you'll move your Harcourts. You can uh, jump on the text, which uh, plenty of you have done already, 0433981116, the temper text. And you can pick up the McValue bundle at Macca's, uh, twenty six ninety five at uh, Macca's. Get in and grab that. I'm feeling a little hungry. It is the, uh, well, it's the early hours of uh, Monday morning uh, here in uh, California. So uh, not doing this at the uh, the kindest hour, but I can tell you, nice and sharp, ready to go for a big first serve after uh, 8 o'clock. But we are recapping uh, the day's sporting news here as part of the Macca's run. We might have a little further listen to uh, Bucks and Kane from breakfast uh, going through a lot of the teams and their predictions for uh, 2023. Nathan Buckley on the Blues under Michael Voss looking to try and make uh, the finals after just missing out last year. Carlton have work to do. I've, I was quoted as saying they might not make it and there is a you know, I, I think that it's not um, it's not run and won. It's not it's not something that I'd be expecting to be a photo complete. And they didn't have Paddy Cripps, who is their contestable leader and their their heart and their soul, and he's dragged them over the line quite a few times. They didn't have Sam Walsh, who eventually will come back into that side and is one of the best transition runners in the competition, let alone in Carlton's team. But they cannot just roll into this season and assume improvement and assume that they're going to go from ninth to into the finals. It's the hardest position to make up between ninth and eighth at the end mm. of the year on the ladder. Their top end is elite. Their clearance work into their forward aerial, when they get that game going, they're nearly unbeatable. Their, their plan A and their best, the best of their best is as good as any team in the competition. But their, tran, their transition efficiency needs work. So when, when you haven't got your A game, game, game going and you need to grind it out, I'm not sure how they hold up effectively and efficiently against momentum against them. And I think that the, the whack on top of this, the psychological challenge, and Vossi spoke about this in an article on the, on the AFL website, they're, they're trying to stay in the moment. They want to make sure that they're not getting ahead of themselves. And we've got to deal with things step by step as we go along. Saying that is the right attitude. Mm. Doing it is is harder than, he, than actually the words that it's... Um, that, it, that you need to caution against it. So that's uh, Nathan Buckley on the Blues. We might have a, just one last grab here from Nathan. He's got a, a clear top four for 2023. Looking at this year, I've got, I've got a clear top four. I, I think uh, Geelong, Melbourne, Brisbane and Sydney are clear top four. I, I, think I have Geelong winning as little as 16, as many as 19. I don't think they can win less than 16. I mean, obviously they could, but I think that's mm. their spread. Melbourne, I have 15 to 18. Brisbane, 15 to 18. Sydney, 15 to 18. So I, I think they're, they're a clear top four in my eyes. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think anyone goes near those four teams. Whether you agree with that, uh, we can discuss that after uh, 10 o'clock with the Sporting Capital tonight. Dean's gone with his top eight here on the Temper Tex. Melbourne, Brisbane, Collingwood, Geelong, the Bulldogs, Richmond, Carlton, and also Sydney with uh, Fremantle just missing out after their uh, great year uh, last year. And just uh, one other there from Dean in terms of beltings on the back of Liverpool, thrashing Manchester United 2007 grand final. Geelong by 119 against uh, Port Adelaide. I think I was working overnights on that Saturday morning 
on this very radio station. Got up to watch the grand final, a little bleary-eyed. I think I was back asleep about midway through the second quarter as Geelong uh, broke their 44-year premiership drought. Uh, not because I wasn't enjoying the Cats. A uh, little tired working uh, overnight, and it was uh, really a no contest. First serve coming up from Indian Wells from 8 o'clock. Join me for that.